0: Hi, it's Michael Anthony, and welcome to The Meat of It, a carnivore podcast about life. I'm in Fort Tryon Park, in Upper Manhattan, in New York, New York. (sighs) I'm telling you, New York is changing fast, and uh, I have concerns. We're going to get to it, but first... I wanna start with a question from one of my supporters on Patreon. freezecorleone Corleone 27 asks, are you familiar with the raw primal diet? If yes, can you talk about it? Well, Freeze coleone first of all, nice name. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Godfather series, well, the first two, and in my opinion, only two Godfather films. Uh, so, great name. Second of all, I did shoot you a quick response, but uh, I somehow missed the word raw. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, of course, I'm going to talk about it right now. And I have not familiarized myself thoroughly with the raw primal diet. However, I did read The Primal Blueprint in about 2012. So that's going on almost 10 years ago. But yeah, I read The Primal Blueprint by Mark Sisson and I did not really, I don't know, it didn't click properly in my head. So I ended up doing a kind of really dirty lazy paleo thing for a while maybe a, a year or two a year and a half I don't know what it was but I I ate a lot of lean chicken breast and a lot of fruit still and still um I don't know I ate some greens here and there cuz I felt guilty I thought I was I had to so I don't know I I tried a kind of um it wasn't raw but it was primal of sorts but it was far from ideal far from yeah it was far from raw so Uh, Let me get to the raw part of things. I do eat raw But not often. I'll have raw liver every now and then. That's one of my favorites to actually I actually prefer Raw liver to cooked liver of any any cooking technique I've tried so far. I did not grow up with liver So I can't really compare it to you know liver and onions or those classic dishes, but I can say that uh, I love raw grass-fed grass-finished beef liver. I also enjoy veal liver. It's mild. So for those who can't really take uh, the, the strength, the potency, that that kick that's in uh, an adult grass-fed grass-finished beef liver, you might enjoy veal liver more, but I don't really like veal liver because I don't really like the methods of getting veal. You know, taking a a baby away from its mother and uh, feeding the baby uh, an artificial milk diet or whatever the heck it is they feed them, I I just, when I look up the way veal is obtained, I just don't feel comfortable, it's not, I like, I actually have a little bit of a a tear in the corner of my eye, I just realized, uh, I'm a sensitive guy, guys, I, I care about this stuff. And, I'm, you know, that's why when I say that I agree with vegans on certain things, I'm serious. I really mean it. I want the best life possible for as many life forms possible on this planet. So, and that includes microbes. You know, we benefit a lot from microbes, but we're always, nowadays we're trying to eliminate all microbes from the planet. And that's to our detriment, because a lot of our DNA is actually microbial. We are made up of more microbes than we think. A huge percentage of our body, in fact, the part of us that we consider ourselves is still microbial in its composition. We're we're made up of all these little animal cells, as opposed to plant cells, which are very different, which thus provide very different nutrition as we carnivores are aware but no matter how you break it down you are made up of mostly little animals (laughs) isn't that something that's a trip we're made up of a bunch of little animals each one of our cells is a little life form and that's amazing That's a huge part of why there's growing concern about the toxicity of all these sanitizers that we're using now and realizing we didn't need to use quite so much or at all. Just soap and water, folks, soap and water. How did we grow up soap and water? Pretty simple. Humans are always trying to cover up the earth or kill the earth or control the earth instead of working with the earth, living with the earth. Whatever happened to that, huh? Just living with the earth, not trying to overhaul everything, not trying to control entire systems of nature when they control themselves, they manage themselves just fine, better than we ever could, and we won't admit that, but sure enough... The consequences of trying to go against nature, trying to control nature, they always bite us in the took us. And from what I understand, that's actually part of the argument against cooking food, right? Uh, that it's uh, against nature, that it's something that humans invented, cooking. and. That, uh, you know, look at all the other animals. They're not cooking. You don't see a lion uh, up at, at a grill with an antelope. That, that lion devours that antelope right there, right then, fresh. I mean, it eats the liver, eats the whatever, it eats the fat, right out of the usually living animal, living and struggling animal. Unlike humans, we prefer to give the animal a quick and painless death as quick and painless as possible and then we eat the meat whether raw or cooked but the fact is uh, we are usually much more humane than uh, other animals so I just want to put in that good point. But I would argue that even most raw primal dieters are not eating straight off of a a living or freshly killed animal. Uh, Usually uh, we're going to, you know, sources where we, you know, hopefully a farm, a local farm if possible. Uh, But if not, then the highest quality grocery store you can get to. And, or butcher, of course, butcher. It's been a while since I had a good butcher. I mean, I don't even really have a butcher in my area. Not that I really have a connection with, you know, I, when I lived in Harlem, I started, they started to know my face, they hooked me up with this awesome grass-fed beef liver at regular prices, it was amazing, but oh, I don't live anywhere near there anymore and uh, I can't just swing by walking down the street. Anyway, you want the highest quality meat you can get, of course, whether you're eating raw or you're cooking, no matter what you just want to start off with some you know an animal that was raised well and fed its natural the most natural diet possible and uh, slaughtered as humanely as possible of course but uh getting back to those lions and getting back to eating raw i don't think that uh humans really need to eat raw i don't think we're necessarily even you know we are built to handle raw, I would say, because we actually have the stomach acidity of a scavenger. And that's because humans probably evolved eating. I mean, we we're, were scavengers probably, whether we like it or not. We want to think of ourselves as hunter-gatherers, you know, big bad humans hunting animals to extinction left and right. But the fact is that um, we have that stomach acidity to uh, take care of whatever kinds of crazy bugs there, that are in there are that whatever meat we 're able to find you know that if if we were scavengers, we were fine. We, probably taking whatever we could get from a fresh kill right so a lion is done with their kill, and we run in and get what we can what 's left over. And uh, that's an argument that many people have. Maybe all this uh, focus on eating organ meat might be misdirected as humans have been eating lots of muscle meat because that was all that was left over after the lions had their feast. Wow, it's getting loud out here, so sorry I keep pausing because it's so loud. But yeah, even though I would say, yeah, humans have been eating raw, Longer than we've been eating cooked, probably. I don't know. At least our ancestors. I don't know about humans per se in our current form. Homo sapiens. I don't know how long. Homo. I don't know the whole timeline, all right. But I will say that we've been cooking for a very long time. Hold on one sec while I let these guys buzz by. A lot of people getting excited about the warmer weather and getting out on their... Whatever. Motorbikes and other loud contraptions. So, humans have been cooking for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, you have people who advocate for cooking, but maybe not cooking too much, overcooking, or uh, burning, charring. Uh, Might I remind you that we did not always have air fryers. We did not always have even grills. Uh, we We were close to having grills early on, but I think basically humans originally cooked by setting meat on fire, setting food on fire. (laughs) And then we eventually figured out, oh yeah, yeah, if we put put it in a vessel, if we put it in a box or whatever, we figured out different ways of controlling fire more and more. We were playing with fire, and I'm sure in the process we got burned, and so did our meat. (laughs) And to this day, our meat gets burned on our grills, uh, in our air fryers, uh, in our frying pans, and all different types of cooking methods can result in some burning, and that's natural. We're used I think that our bodies are built to handle that at this point. Some people might argue that we're also built to handle more grains and other, you know, other things that I call toxic. Uh, But, um, you know, sure, maybe to a certain extent certain people have evolved different capacities for handling these uh, what I call toxic plant foods. But, um, other than that, that variability in how well we can handle the toxin, (laughs) they're still toxic to everyone. That's the way I see it. So, that's not all plants, but I'm saying what is toxic in those plants that are toxic. And that is, by the way, most plants, for us, most of them are going to poison us, whether we like it or not, uh, aside from the few plant foods that we have deliberately cultivated and tamed. We have tamed these plants down so that they're easier on our stomachs and on our bodies. So, let's just remember that I have to, there are all these points that I just keep going back to because they are so important and we often forget them. So, hey, Freeze Corleone 27, I don't know if that begins to really answer your question, but I hope it does, you know, uh, I'm talking about Raw and I'm talking about Primal, the ways that I've done both my thoughts on, well, I haven't really given you many of my thoughts on Primal, Um, but uh, I'll say that a primal diet is a good step toward a healthier diet. I feel like um, carnivore is the ultimate in my opinion, but I don't think it's necessary for everyone. I really think that most human bodies will thrive best on mostly or all animal products, but um, I would say that anything between maybe I don't really have a spectrum that I like to, uh, not a specific spectrum. I do promote the ketogenic spectrum, obviously, but um, I really just want to promote natural living, natural eating, natural everything, as much nature as possible. I, of course, technically everything is natural, nothing can exist outside of nature. So even if something seems supernatural, I consider that natural. I mean, I'd look. I believe in ghosts, alright, you might hate me for that, but I do, but I think they're part of nature, so that just shows you how natural I think everything is, including the phone that I'm using to film this. But within nature, there are natural consequences to every interaction, and that includes our diet, which is the interaction of our food with our bodies. And uh, quite frankly, I don't know exactly where I was going with that, but I want to get straight to another point here a very important point and uh, that is that we're losing our right to or we are at risk of losing our right to make these choices raw or cooked primal or, or, or paleo keto or standard sad American diet we have these choices now because we have liberty we're losing liberty on many levels in my opinion, um, and in more than my opinion, we're just losing a lot of liberties. Uh, They are under attack, I think under In my opinion, they are under deliberate attack, but we are factually and obviously very clearly losing more and more personal rights. We're being pushed into giving up our bodily autonomy in 2021 when we should have more bodily autonomy, my body, my choice. We should have more freedom than ever. And we thought, a lot of us thought we were getting closer to freedom for as many people as possible, as much freedom as possible for as many people as possible than ever. We were getting closer and then all of a sudden the whole world went in the opposite direction. So now you're being pressured to take enormous risks with your health, To be part of the largest gene therapy experiment ever conducted, the largest any kind of experiment ever conducted. So that is, I think, a real shame and a real danger to everyone's health and safety on this planet. Human and otherwise. There's talk of getting rid of all the cows, right? Not eating them but getting rid of them, probably killing them, uh, which has happened. There in the United States of America, these ranchers were being forced to slaughter their animals last year because they weren't allowed to use independent processors. That's regulation, forcing them to use only certain centralized regulated processors. And of course these regulations are often financially unfeasible for a lot of small processors. So instead of getting to go to a small, humane, local butcher, You have to go through these centralized processing systems that are inhumane and and really it's a terrible system that the government set up and then they try to sell you their solution to the problem that they caused. I recently posted on Twitter one of my meals. It was pork belly that I got from Whole Foods. They pre-slice it so I can just lay it in my air fryer and have this beautiful not bacon, you know, I I like to call it because it looks like bacon, and it reminds me of bacon, and it's the same part of the pig, but it's not bacon, so I actually used the hashtag not bacon, and um, when I looked at that hashtag after using it, I noticed uh, a lot of anti-bacon, if you know what I mean, Um, pretty much vegan uh, messages, so um, I... Uh, Didn't regret it, but I did get one vegan answer me on Twitter uh, with a post with horrific images from factory farming. Uh, Slaughter of uh, all these animals on machines being dragged around, these corpses of animals being dragged around. It's horrendous. It's horrifying. And I don't like that stuff. I'm against all of that stuff. I am against factory farming. I am understanding of anybody who needs to eat factory farmed meat because that's all they can afford and that's all that's available to them but uh, there are things I could argue that there are more affordable ways to do it but uh, I understand if you do eat factory farmed meat those animals have been slaughtered already it would be a stupid shame to let those carcasses go to waste when they have already been slaughtered they're already on the shelf, eat that meat and nourish your body because that's better than anything else in the Store. But I have personally been making a deliberate effort to get the most humanely raised meat I can on a regular basis. So now most of my meat has been coming from a local farm. And not only local, but humane. So they treat the animals well. And that's important to me. It really is. I'm against factory farming. And the answer is not... Look, factory farming is the result of government and regulation. That might be hard to believe, but they really are. They are a government-created monster. Whereas small, independent ranchers, they can take care of their animals, slaughter their animals, and sell them the meat to us. It's a beautiful symbiotic system where these animals are being kept safe from all these predators that, trust me, these animals would not, most of them would not make it anywhere near the age that we're raising them to unless we protect them. So, uh, you know, we protect them throughout their lives and eventually some of them do get harvested. It truly hurts my heart that we have to take life to give life, but that's the nature that we were handed. That is the nature we are living in, that is how nature works, no matter what. Even if you're eating vegan, you're eating plants. Those are alive. Those are life forms that are defending themselves to the best of their ability. But you're finding ways around that and eating them anyway. And by the way, many, many animals die for the production of plant foods, for humans. So the thought of killing a bunch of small animals from insects to slugs to gophers to all these little animals and and rabbits so many animals are destroyed they are killed, they are poisoned just so that we can eat plant foods but not the animals themselves whereas one cow can feed one person for an entire year. And the nutrition in that cow is far superior, it's going to put that human in excellent health. You're not gonna need health care because you're gonna be in great shape. Whereas you rely on all these plants, these backup foods, these foods that humans have been eating for a very long time. And our pre-human ancestors ate plenty of them, but the fact is, Meat is what made us human. Meat is what grew our brains and our bodies and made us stronger, wiser. That's what sapiens means. In homo sapiens, homo means man, sapiens means wise. Homo sapiens means wise man. We became wise by eating meat. You look at the history of humans, our brains shrank. When we discovered and developed agriculture and started eating more plants. Look at the anthropology, folks. The science is there. You want to follow the science. That's the science you should be following. there's a lot of science you should be following, but that's some of it. And it's very, very often overlooked and even denied. So... Facts are facts, and humans are built to eat meat. We were, we are human because we ate meat. If we did not eat meat, we would still be apes. And we're not because we eat meat. And might I remind you that even apes will be... A- Most herbivores, many herbivores at least, are opportunistic carnivores. Animals that are built to eat plants, ruminant animals, will sometimes be opportunistic carnivores because meat is that good for you that even these animals that are built to eat plants will still eat meat every now and then just because it's available and because it's nutritious. It's good for them even though they're built to eat. I think that every animal is built to eat other animals there are varying levels of quality as far as what are I think ruminant animals are the best meat for humans we don't need to be messing around with too many monogastric animals and that includes birds I think we should be eating big ruminant animals that's fewer deaths more better nutrition it's just a better option overall ruminant meat so yeah beef lamb goat all these good tasty uh, deer, all these ruminant meats are, I think, the best because these animals are processing the plants that they eat so thoroughly. Everything they, you know, you are what you eat, right? But really, ruminant animals are what their bacteria eat. So uh, I go over the science over and over, but I just want to say that ruminant animals produce the best meat for humans. That's the way I see it. That's the way I live it. And I can't go more than a I think a day without eating beef. So. Or some ruminant meat. And it's put me in the best health of my life after decades of Really poor health because I I just ate anything just because I thought whatever you know you eat whatever whatever's around it doesn't really matter and if you start to gain weight you try to exercise it off or whatever but eventually these things wear you down and they they wear you down on the outside on the inside and they, it all catches up with you you can't outrun a bad diet as the saying goes so. I'm getting way off track, but these are all points. Again, points that I have to keep going back to because I'm trying to spread a message here. And I feel like sometimes I leave off bits and pieces of the message because I've mentioned them in other videos. But uh, sometimes these ideas have to be tied all together in one message uh, because they all relate to each other. And it can be tough to tie it all together, to connect the dots sometimes when your life is not (laughs) all carnivore all the time which mine kind of is I guess but I guess at this point it's carnivore and liberty because right now like I said we're at risk of losing our freedom to eat meat as there's an increasing push toward veganism. I've actually spoken at a couple of uh Freedom rallies. Uh, you know, we're speaking up for freedom. Uh, uh, you know, questioning the uh, mainstream narrative around what's going on. Uh, you know, we can't really talk about it openly because there's censorship. It's crazy. It's very. It's Orwellian. It really is. Uh, you know, we're being forced to only hear certain messages, and if that's not totalitarian. I don't know what is, but some of my new friends and I, we're fighting against this totalitarianism and uh, not just new friends, old friends too, but uh, yeah, I'm making a lot of new friends, but a lot of these people, at least in New York, who are for freedom, standing up for freedom, are also vegans. And uh, I, hey, it's cool. They these are natural food vegans, to my understanding. They're they're promoting a natural lifestyle. They want to promote nature. That's what I'm all for. Nature. So uh, we're on the same page, but we've got different, <laughs> I guess, uh, things on the page, or I don't know. We're, maybe we're on different sides of that page. I guess is what that's what, we're on the same page, but we're on different sides of that page. Vegans and carnivores, I think, are on different sides of the same page. At least when we're promoting a natural lifestyle and trying to get us away from processed foods, which is what they're trying to push. Processed foods and uh, lab-grown foods. They want to synthesize meat, and they want to make you eat bugs, which are probably going to be ground up... uh, en masse, in machines, into probably bug bread or whatever they're going to make products. There are just, again, processed foods. Just like all these uh, fake meats that are made of plants, plant-based meats. Those are processed foods. Very unhealthy things. Those are as unhealthy as as your toaster pastries, in my opinion. Uh, Full of garbage, full of processed garbage, That monocrops. It's bad for the environment, it's bad for you, it's all this processing, and don't forget transportation. You want to talk about the environment, transporting all these fruits and vegetables from all over the world. Try getting an avocado from your backyard. Try getting, you know, these things are, our food environments are not natural, not as natural as we think they are. But... The truth is animals can graze and ruminant animals i'm talking goats and cows and 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 lambs they can graze just about anywhere in the world that there's grass a little green something they can graze and they can fertilize the land and bring it back to life eliminating animals from the world especially ruminant animals eliminating herds it's so dangerous this thinking all these interventions intervention is what caused these problems that we're trying to solve all of the pollution the factory farming these things are caused by government interventions government regulations human interventions and regulations uh, on a grand scale, that's the problem. We need to do things small, locally. That's another thing that is being encouraged during the Great Reset. Look up weforum.org, okay? The World Economic Forum. These are, there are Companies partnering up with governments across the world. Multinational corporations working with many nations across the globe to plan our lives. You sound like a conspiracy theorist even mentioning it, but weforum.org. It's all there, folks. Okay, I have to stop right here and just give you a quick partial list of the World Economic Forum's top partners. They include AstraZeneca, Barclays, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Facebook, Google, IBM, Johnson & Johnson, JP Morgan Chase, Mastercard, Microsoft, Nestle, PayPal, Pepsi, Pfizer, Coca-Cola, Uber, UPS, Verizon, Visa, Volkswagen, Volvo, Western Union, and many, many more. These companies work with the World Economic Forum to openly plan your future, whether you like it or not. These are the same people who are planning a future without meat for you and me. Again, I got all of this from their website at weforum.org. They want us to stop eating meat. They wanna take away your right to eat meat and there are many layers to this but focusing on just that i just want to remind you that at some point i expect us to get in trouble on youtube for promoting a carnivore diet because quite frankly it's not in the plans to keep eating meat bill gates and uh, all the other people partnering up with the world economic forum Their plans include ending meat production, ending our even right to eat meat. They want to push you into eating plants and give you no choice in the matter. Does that sound familiar? You're being pushed into things right now and given no choice in the matter. Unless you push back, unless you assert your natural born rights. You were born free. You were born with the right to do whatever you need to on this planet to take care of yourself and your loved ones. As long as you're not harming, you're not being malicious by killing one animal to take care of your family. And I think that their plan is clearly to force us, not just to, at least pressure us really hard, like make it extremely expensive to eat meat, whereas it's cheap to eat soy, right? that's subsidized. It's only cheap to eat soy and corn and all this garbage because it's subsidized, heavily subsidized. Governments are pouring money into these garbage foods. All this corn syrup, all these corn ingredients, all these soy ingredients, these are causing malnutrition and malnutrition is resulting in obesity and obesity is resulting in all kinds of health problems, especially now. Most people who are in the greatest danger right now are overweight and yet that is not being discussed. Instead we are giving away donuts to those who have been vaccinated. That is a crime. When most people who are dying right now, of the top concern, the top fear, the top pathogen, right? If it's so important, then why are we making people even more obese by locking them up and and feeding them donuts? It's a shame. It's a shame and it should any anyone should be ashamed to live in a society that doesn't call this stuff out is afraid to call this stuff out. So you've got these big corporations and governments pushing all these processed foods, and calling them healthy, or calling them a treat, and it's all tied into an agenda that, it's anti-meat, there's an anti-meat agenda, whatever you want to call it. And like I said, I'm with the vegans on trying to minimize harm toward other animals, but, Just avoiding eating animals is not the answer because animals are still being killed and displaced just to feed you those plants. So if you're not eating the animals that are dying so that you can eat the plants, those animals are dying for nothing. And that's criminal in my opinion. So it's better to eat As few, if you want to take the route of minimal harm, you eat as few animals as possible. For me, that's eating ruminant animals, mostly cows. Again, one cow can feed a person for an entire year. I don't have my own cow, I'm getting, you know, bits of other people's cow, but the fact is my eating habits result in far less death than that of any vegan. And that's an important thing to remember. And i think i'm bringing all these different points up because i'm trying to promote natural health through a carnivore diet eating a carnivore diet has allowed me to live through this entire year and change pretty much fear-free near the beginning i was nervous like a lot of people were we didn't know what we were up against but once it was clear that we were up against pretty much the flu I was comfortable again because I don't get sick anymore because I eat a natural diet, a carnivore diet. And I avoid problematic plant foods and I maximize my nutrition. I ideal, I make my nutrition as good as it can be by feeding myself the most bioavailable and truly natural nutrients, micronutrients and macronutrients for humans. And that's in mostly luminant meat, but just in meat, in animal products. So you can see that switching to a vegetarian or vegan diet is not going to work for me. Going carnivore saved my life. And it's not just avoiding the processed foods, it's the amazing nutrition, the amazing and bioavailable nutrition in animal foods. That's what's keeping me in the best shape and health of my life. And I keep getting better over time. So, uh, to think, to even think of turning back, I don't think so. And especially by force, you're not going to force me to. No way. You're not going to force me to eat plants which result in more animal deaths and and more damage to the environment through transportation, through uh, all kinds of just... It's bad for us, it's bad for the environment, and it's bad for the other animals. So I don't see any argument. The points I've made alone, that's all I need to say, and I keep needing to make them because I think that nobody's aware of these points. No one is thinking about this because it just feels naturally right that if you're not eating an animal, then you're not hurting any animals, but it's not true. And like I said, it hurts my heart to take life, to give life, but that's how nature has set things up. Who knows why? But when we try to fight against that, when we violate the laws of nature, there are consequences, natural consequences. We get sick, we get tired, we get depressed, we, de- we develop cancers and, and diabetes and... Alzheimer's and all this other stuff from eating a diet that it's not for us it's for other animals or it's really processed food I would say look plants are good for us to a certain point but processed foods are not good for any of us so let me also put in a good word for our cats and our dogs feed your cats and your dogs meat because feeding them these pet foods full of kibble. There are so many industrial reasons for our poor health, our poor diets. You wouldn't believe it. Vegetable oils, seed oils, some of the most toxic things you could put into your body. Originally, just These were byproducts from manufacturing. Companies were processing cotton and then realized that they could sell the cotton seed as uh, an industrial lubricant, yes, but even better. They could take these plant fats from all this plant processing and sell it as a healthy eating fat, as a healthy alternative to meats and, and tallow, lard. And ever since, we've been in worse and worse health as humans because we switched to vegetable oils and there are so many, I'm going off on so many tangents and I don't care. You know why? Like I said, all of this is connected and it's all important and my hope is that enough of these points just fall into place and sink in the way they did for me. It took me years to get all this stuff into my head so if i can help somebody else by pulling these ideas together connecting the dots i'm saving you so much trouble (laughs) and and so much i don't know what else i've gone through so much to get to this point through clinical depression obesity physical pain all kinds of bad choices bad health that i've gotten through just to get here but i got here I got here because of people like Dr. Sean Baker, L. Amber o. Hearn, uh, Nina Teichholtz, Gary Tobbs, Dr. Ken Berry, uh, even Dr. Saladino, Dr. Paul Saladino, even though he upsets me with all his uh, honey talk. You know, he's always pushing honey, but uh, aside from the honey, he's laid out the carnivore science so well, providing a very valuable service to those who just need to see the numbers. You know, if you want to see the numbers and do things by the book, He's your carnivore guy, except for the honey thing, I'm really... Honey is not carnivore, that is concentrated plant material, end of story. Now that I've triggered a lot of you, I'm going to move on. But uh, moving on from carnivore, I'm here also because of uh, people like uh, Dave Smith and uh, Michael Malice and uh, all these people speaking out for uh, liberty and uh, individual rights. Governments are abusive. And if you look back, this what 's happening right now it 's like a combination of several uh, dystopias right fictional dystopias like one thousand nine hundred and eighty four fahrenheit four fifty one you know we 've got book burning we 've got censorship and double speak and all these mind games and censorship and 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 totalitarianism but it 's not just the fictional dystopias it 's the historical dystopias you know the 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 historical Acts of tyranny and totalitarianism and mass murder, enslavement, all these things that we've seen over the ages that humans have done to other humans and that we keep forgetting humans are still capable of doing to other humans. And I argue that's what's happening right now. And that's why people are after your right to eat meat, because they don't want you to be healthy. They don't want you to be homo sapiens, wise, healthy and strong. They want you to be weak, docile, obedient, no matter what. Just listen to what they have to say and don't question it. And it's a crime to even think for yourself. Heck, it's becoming a crime to show your face, to have a nose and mouth. I am alarmed at the rate at which human liberties are being eradicated before our very eyes in the name of our own well-being. Yeah, sure, sure. Like I was saying, This isn't the first time that humans have done this to other humans. I keep thinking back to serfdom, back to feudalism, the Middle Ages, when there was an aristocracy that owned the land. You had a monarchy, but don't forget the system under the monarchy. Aristocracy owned the land, and then the serfs got to live on the land uh, in exchange for working the land. You were a servant... To the aristocracy, and the aristocracy were servants to the monarchy. So we're being basically reduced back to serfdom, back into uh, serfs to these techno-aristocrats, the, these big government and big tech and and big pharma and and big food, all these different industries and governments ruling over us, controlling our bodies, telling us what we can do with our bodies. And on top of the new feudalism, we're up against a new fascism and a new communism. It's unthinkable. And yet, we've been just tricked. They've got these tricks that they (laughs) it's easy enough to they've, step by step, Set us up so that we're less and less healthy, more and more reliant on the government, and they've got us in a corner now. At least they think they have us in a corner. We still have a chance. If we return to a healthier, more natural lifestyle, we still have a chance to keep the earth and ourselves healthy. We can still reduce carbon emissions and all those things, you know, maybe. Uh, less uh, transportation, for one thing, all that transportation going into getting your kale from one plant—it's one side of the planet to the other, uh, getting your, your carrots from one place to another, getting your, believe it or not, most of it, it's plant food. And most of the food waste, it's plant food. Meat is healthy and we can produce meat in healthier ways. Governments and big companies, big corporations, are the problem. We have to do things small, do things local, do things naturally. That is what's going to save the planet. So please, while you still have the right to ask questions for yourself, ask questions. While you still have the right to eat meat, eat meat. While you still have the right to control your own body, Control your own body, what you put into your mouth, what you inject into your skin, if anything, where you go, your right to breathe fresh air. My goodness, humanity, please stand up for yourself. I remember a few years ago, bullying was all the rage. Stand up against bullies, don't put up with bullies. And yet I see humans being bullied on a species-wide level, and we can't even recognize it. Defend your right to eat meat, because they're going to come for that next. If you feel comfortable, because all you have to do is wear a mask, all you have to do is get a jab, all you have to do is carry around a, a form of identification proving that you've been jabbed or that you've been swabbed, that you've somehow subjected yourself to their interventions, their invasive interventions. If you can't stand up against this, you're eventually going to lose your right to eat meat because that's part of the program, that's part of the plan. Go to weforum.org. Look for yourself. I'm not crazy. I'm not losing it. I'm not falling off the deep end. But I am very concerned for the future of humanity. Uh, And I'm I'm stumbling across my words here. I'm very concerned because I don't even know what's going to get censored here. But I'm telling you, if we're not allowed to even question the jab then eventually we're not going to be allowed to question veganism or question um, the anti-meat agenda, however they're going to spin it. So, keep your eyes open and defend your freedoms. You were born free. And uh, I hope that you uh, live a long Free and healthy life, and that you're doing that right now because that's when we have to do it right now. Now is our time because we were born free, there's nothing to wait for. Thanks for uh, hearing me out, and thanks again to FreezeColeone27 for the question that uh, began this video. But um, yeah, this was not really. A video about the raw primal diet obviously this was um, about our freedom to choose a diet our freedom to choose whatever happens to our bodies to our health so um, yeah again I don't know what's gonna be censored here I just know I have to say as much as possible because we're step by step getting closer and closer to deeper and deeper tyranny and we have to speak up and we have to take action by living as natural a life as possible here and now no waiting no permission needed and uh speaking of censorship uh, de-platforming all that good stuff I'd like to give a special shout-out to all of my supporters on Patreon. I have to write it down now because I've got such a long list. Thank you for your support, Kevin, Jeffrey, Nate, Matt, Todd, Alice, Mary, Adrian, Jordan, Grigori, freezecolion 27 Michael, and DigBD. Welcome, DigBD, and thanks to all of you for your support. Even Patreon, they're after people now, so I've got to be careful there, too, what I say. It's terrible that censorship is reaching its tentacles into every... It's reaching its tentacles into our very minds, where we're afraid to even ask questions. That's a terrifying place to be. Afraid to ask questions. That's not healthy, folks. That's not healthy. Ask all the questions you need to ask and get all the answers you need. If anyone says that you're crazy for even asking these questions, they're crazy or they're up to something. They're trying to control you. Don't let them control you. Don't let them bully you around. Don't be pushed around, America. Don't be pushed around, world. And, hey, New York. New York, New York. We don't put up with this stuff. Huh? Huh? I was born in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, uh, this didn't fly. Not when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s. So, come on. Not even in the aughts. In the zeros. Not even in the tens. Not until we hit... 20 really, did we somehow succumb to this? I don't even know what to call it. Cowardice? Fear? We still have a chance. It's not too late. We're in deep, but we're not all the way. So, while you still have the right to ask questions, to choose your diet, to, to choose where you live and what you do with your life, keep making those choices for yourself and defend and assert your right to make those choices for yourself. Thanks for joining me, and I'll see you again soon.